You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I hope wherever you are in the world and whatever you're doing, you are doing exceptionally well. The fellow you're about to hear from, his name is Phil Campbell, and he is a long-time guitarist for Motorhead. The reason for the chat was to promote his then-upcoming new album, so let's hear what Phil has to say. Here we go. That's a bit, that's a bit better, yeah. Okay, sir. Wonderful, mate. All right, well, look, I'll kick things off just in the interest of time. It, it's uh, a privilege and an honour to speak to you, Phil. You have been a long-time member of Motorhead, and now, of course, you've got your excellent new band, The Bastard Sons. I hear you've just been signed a Nuclear Bar Blast, and you are busy in the studio. So tell us all about what's happening in the studio. Um, we've, well, we've done, we've done our first full-length album now. We're out, we're coming out. January or February. Um, it's finished. I listened to the first mixes of three songs yesterday, and it sounds fantastic. So I'm really, really pleased. Um, so I can't wait. For, I can't wait for everyone else to hear it. Likewise, mate. Yeah. What can I mean? This is an obvious question, okay? But for fans of your work in Motorhead and also fans of some of the work that you've done, a little bit of the work that you've done since. Mate, what does the material sound like? What does it most sound like? Does it sound like a particular Motorhead album, for example, or is it something entirely new that you've drafted with uh, new recruits into the band? Um, it's, it's, it's classic, like, heavy rock with, a, I think, my way of, of thinking of it, with a... With a you know, through punk influences, um, some, some some great vocals, some melodic vocals, and the songs are, the songs speak for themselves. And uh, I think we got about we got about twelve songs on there, actually. But a massive massive rock sound everywhere. You know. Yeah, it's a full on rock sound, mate. And who's... When I say massive. It, yeah, it's huge. All the instruments sound sound like they're in your head, big time. Excellent, mate. Who's um who's rounding out the band for you this time around? At least in the studio. Who's what? Who's in the band in two thousand and seventeen? Who's in the band, the Bastard Sons, in two thousand and seventeen? Who's in the band? Yes. Or oh, who's working? Oh, well, it's me and my three kids, and then. We have Neil Starr on vocals. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, yeah. It's always been like that. It's, it's always, always been like that, yeah. So there's not been a change from the uh, the EP that you did, I think it was in 2016. It's the same lineup. Yeah, no, no change. No change. Exactly the same, yeah. Right. And who's producing it this time around? I know you worked with um, Chris Fenn from Slipknot on the EP. No, that, that, that was my solo record. That's a different project. Uh-huh, right. That's going to be... Yeah, there's the Bastard Sons album, that is my solo one, which I've had to... I had to put on hold to do the Bastard Sons record, but I'm back on track now. Okay, good stuff, mate. And when... You know, yeah, yeah. And when... Um, you, it's, produced, right. it's produced by Romesh, Romesh Dolan Golder, the Bastard Sons album. A Welsh producer, he's fantastic. And uh, he did, he he produced he did he recorded all my guitars for Motorhead on the World Is Yours because my my dad got sick I was in Los Angeles and I had to fly home to be with my dad 
so I recorded them all in Cardiff. But he, he was a brilliant producer. He had a, he's, he's understood what we were at totally on this record. Like, I can't wait for it to come out, actually. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic, mate. And, um, mate, I, I must also ask, what is the primary guitar that you're using to record the album? Uh, it's whatever sounds good, really. I took about six or seven in. I used a less. I used my 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 three three five. That gives them three three five, and I I used my Les Paul Silverburst, and I used my blue. Uh, oh shit! What's the name of it? The PRS I used. Oh, very nice. Yes. And, yeah. They were, they, were the, they were the main three, I think, yeah. Mm. Mate, back and in the... Stra- just, just, uh, carry on. Yeah. Back in the day, you used to use Galleon Kruger amplifiers. Now, I ask that question because I'm, I'm a guitarist and a bass player, but I'm primarily a bass player, and I use Galleon Kruger amplification. But what do you remember about using those amps in comparison to, say, Marshall amplifiers? Oh, they were great. They, they were transistor things, and... Um, they were really good, and uh, you know, they, I, I, had, I think I had four stacks and a bass stack in the end, and a, and a combo. And uh, Bob Gallion and Rich Kruger, really, really cool guys for me. They were, yeah. And um, yeah, I still, I still got the stuff, and I, I, I still rate them to this day. Wonderful. Would they? Um, would they? But would when, you? When, have... when, when, would any of the amplification, um, Galleon, would any of the Galleon Kruger amplification appear on this recording, for example? Um, I didn't, not, not, not on this, this time, no. Um, the, the, why, I, why I didn't use them, I went back to Marshall in the end. Was, but when you're a touring band worldwide and you need backup, Marshall, you know, and Marshalls do sound great as well. Yeah, they've they, got a great supply you know, chain. You, you get a, yeah, yeah, it's better like that. But Galleon Kruger did me proud, and um, yeah, I still got all the amps and everything. Yeah, I, I might fire, now you said it, I might fire one up now, next rehearsal. Excellent. Mate, if you've got a, um, I haven't checked that you've got an Instagram account, so if you've got an Instagram account, I'd love to see a picture of you playing through your uh, Galleon Kruger amplification on Instagram or even on YouTube. That'd be a real thrill. Uh, no, I don't have Instagram. No, I don't even have Facebook. Sorry, but um, my kids have Instagram. I can find a picture or something. Yeah, me playing through it. Okay, I'll bear that in mind. No worries. Okay, so that in mind. even even the little little com the little combos used to be great. They're very good. I under what com? I took it. I used to take it up to CC Deville's house in LA, um, like on on the top of the posh houses, and used to love it. CC used to make me carry it up for him. Carry it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In his crazy days, yeah, I used to love it. You'd get all excited over the little combo. Everything. Oh, fantastic, mate! No, that's good great company, you. though. Great amp. I agree. Yeah, um, I've had a few issues with their cabinets over the years, but I think I've never found a good base cabinet. To be quite frank, they're all, you know, underpowered for some reason. But uh, their ampli- their amplifiers themselves are brilliant. I've been using them for many years now, and I'll be 
I, I've never played in front of anywhere near the audiences that you have, mate, but I play local clubs and pubs and um, conventions and that sort of thing. And, uh, mate, they've never let me down. Yeah. You know. Um, oh, no. That's great. So I've got, to, I've got to ask you one question about your past, and you always get asked about Lemmy, so I'm not going to ask about Lemmy with all due respect to the great man, but I am going to ask you about your time in Motorhead with Wurzel. If you could, if you could cast your mind back to when you were in the band with Wurzel, no. with Wurzel you guys were a, a wonderful twin guitar team. What are your memories of working with him? Oh, it was great. We, we, used to have, uh, we used to have the best time and... He was always, he was always upbeat. He was never down. He was always enthusiastic. He was quite, a, he was quite a lot older than me, and he'd he'd had weird jobs as a moth killer on the roof and been in the army. And he really, he really appreciated the opportunity he had, like to to play music in a really cool band like that. But um, he, for some reason, I think for personal issues. Nothing, not really to do with the band. We got disillusioned. He got disillusioned with with the thing. I, I think people were telling him, feeding him some information that wasn't correct, and uh, it's a shame because he, he ended up. He didn't. He, you know, he, he left. He left the band, basically. So, yeah. well, it was think... a shame, but it was, it was great. Yeah, he contributed a lot. Yeah, he came out with some great riffs over the years. Mm. Great solos, and uh, he was a cool. He was a great comrade. Fantastic. Oh, fantastic! He sadly missed. Yeah, yeah. Was. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As I say, mate. You know, with all due respect to the great Lemmy, uh, of course, there's reams of uh, media tributes and fan tributes to Lemmy, but I, I rarely read anything about good old Wurzel, mate. So I thought, if I ever got the opportunity to have a, a chat to you, that I'd ask you about him. So I really want to thank you for offering that that feedback. And, mate, I've got. Okay, it's been nice. All right, I'll ask you one more question, and and because you're Welsh, I do need to ask, mate. Do you follow the rugby? Uh, go on, then. I heard one question in rugby. Go on up. Yeah. Let me try and bask it. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just saying this. This will be my final question for you, mate. Do you follow the rugby? Being Welsh, I, I okay. assume you follow the rugby. Do I follow the rugby? Yes. Only when we win. <laughs> yeah, I do watch it. Yeah, I, yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. I, I followed the rugby since I was a kid. But, but it's not my, my era was was Gareth Edwards and Barry John and, and all that. But they were when they were invincible. But yeah, I watch the rugby. Everyone's still proud of it over here. Yeah, no good you know, stuff. Same with yeah. you, the Aussies. The Aussies are pretty proud of the rugby as well. You know, it's more the cricket for you guys, right? Oh, I'd say it's a, it's a it's a good cricket blend of both. Yeah, it's a good blend of both. I think we've got a sport over the here cricket, called the, the cricket. You're right. It's more the cricket's more religious for you over there than the rugby, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say that it's more widely followed. There's no doubt about that because it's in all of the schools here. Cricket's played in all of the schools. In there's cricket fields everywhere you go. There's one just across. Uh -huh. the, well, I wouldn't say just across the road from me, but over the you know a couple of streets away from me, mate. So um, yeah, no, cricket's definitely something, and it's also very easy to play cricket too. All you need is two people and a bat and a ball, and you can make a fence post into a wicket, and away you yeah, go. Yeah, but um, yeah. 
our um, our rugby team hasn't been going that well lately, and um, I'm a passionate rugby supporter. It needs to be said, so I've been having a hard time following it. We haven't beat the All Blacks in a long time, but uh, mm-hmm. a lot of teams haven't beaten the All Blacks. But look, uh, you know, you being a, a Welshman, I had to ask if you followed right. the rugby as well. Yeah, I follow the rugby. Yeah, oh, fantastic, mate. Yeah. Well, okay. So that wasn't my final question. This is going to be my final question. Do you think you'll make it down to Australia anytime soon? Um, no plans that I know of, but with the album coming out, and we've been with Nuclear Blast, and maybe they, they can work some stuff out, and we'll see how we do with Airborne. Now we've an Airborne in the UK in November for eight shows, so perhaps, perhaps, perhaps we'll take them down. When we've blown them off stage, blown them clowns off stage, perhaps they'll come down, they'll come down and support me. <laughs> no, they're good guys. I'm only joking. Yeah. That's a good but, team, uh, yeah, actually. But, Very good match. I don't see why not. Yeah. yeah. There's a chance we might come down in 2018. We'll see now. I know it's going to be pretty busy. Cool, mate. Well, I'll, you know, I'll definitely I just don't want to be... I just, I don't want to be on a road. I don't want to be on a road ten months of the year anymore. You know, so we can only fit so much in. But yeah, I'd love to come down. Well, we'd love That'd to have you, mate. We'll look no forward doubt to about it. that. Yeah, likewise, mate. I'd certainly be in the audience at, you know, a Brisbane show. I've played to Brisbane, and if it wasn't in Brisbane, I'd travel to Sydney or what have you. But uh, mate, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. You're a legend. You can, wear a, you, you, you can be the only guy wearing a Galing. Guardian Kruger t-shirt. I'll know it's you then. Mate, I'll, I'll make sure I do that. I'll okay. get one. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks All very right. much, Phil. I Cheers, laugh. Man. Yeah, okay. Cheers, mate. Nice talking to you. All yeah, the best. Likewise, Bye-bye, mate. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was my conversation with Phil Campbell, the one-time, long-time guitarist for the band Motorhead. Thank you so much for listening.